I put the pack in the trunk, now I'm back in the front and I'm dashing the whip on the road. Met this little baddie, we little, but back there, Chris ain't smashing and I gotta go. Dripping like I caught a lead, too much water around me, it makes sense, I got too many flows. On top of the pillar, can't settle for silver, I always deliver like straight to the dough. Don't pay a label, just pay me. Ain't seen no loyalty lately. Seem like these niggas switching like KD. Made my birthday in a picture like HD. I take over the internet HP. Can't have this life, you lazy. I save others cause nobody save me. Way too icy, I'm sipping on Freon. But I'm always on legends like Vion. Running out of these eyes that I feed on. Been put you on cause you ain't put me on. I've been on the same grind and had Creed on. On the road to redemption like Theon. I ain't made it until the whole team on. High expectations and I just been proving it. Feeling some weight and it's straight to the booth with it. Whipping the van cause it fits the old crew and ain't moving, I move. This shit is just ludicrous. Brothers ain't blood and a few in the streets. Few of my brothers, they ball overseas. I got some brothers that's next in the league. You ask them who ballin', they all look at me. I put the pack in the trunk, now I'm back in the front and I'm bashing the whip on the road. Bitch, little baddie, we little, but back there. Welcome to the fifth quarter where we strive to give you the real, deliver the facts. So just sit back. You just entered the fifth quarter. And we're off, man. Welcome back to another episode of Fifth Quarter Sports. I'm here with my man Reggie Red. Say what's up to the peoples. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And of course, I got my guy KD on the line, man. Say what's up to the peoples, KD. What up? What up? What's going on? What's going on, man? We jump right to it like we always do, man. We had college football action last week. We had the uh, conference championship games. Uh, we did pickums for those games. And uh, we went, we go, Michigan against Iowa, Georgia against Bama, and we went Oregon against Utah, man. Uh, needless to say, uh, myself and KD, we went one and two. Reg was the only one uh, with a winning record last week. We went two and one for college. Um, but <laughs> before we even jump into that, I think all three of us owe Nick Saban and Alabama a public apology. For picking oh, them man. to lose against oh. Georgia, <laughs> like man, I mean, it's a crazy. I, I don't know how I got lost in the sauce, man. I'm sitting there, and I, I lie to you guys not, and I text you guys, you know, when uh when I started thinking about that. But I, you know, been talking to some coaches and stuff, and about two thirty ish, the game was kicking off at four p.m. and about two thirty ish, I was like, what the f- did I just do? Why did I pick? Georgia to beat these boys. They, man, I'm about to whoop these boys, man. I I couldn't believe that I had talked myself into that. So I came to the realization, you know, shortly before kickoff, and um, myself, you know, I owe Bama a public apology because I don't know how I got lost in the Georgia sauce, but I just knew it was going to happen prior to kickoff, and that's what happened, man. But uh, we'll start with uh, we'll go KD here, man. Just. You know, you want to recap on any of the action from last week, man? You you want to give uh, Nick Saban and, and Bama their public apology? Well, I mean, I, you know, Nick Saban's resume speaks for itself. I, he don't need nothing from me. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I still don't feel bad about that prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, Alabama's offensive line has looked poor most of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. They couldn't run the ball against Auburn. They couldn't block against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Texas A&M was, game, it was sort of the same thing. And then you figure you're going up against um, one of the better D-lines in the country, that yeah. it would probably be worse. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll give them credit. Um, I think that game is, you know, you, you saw that you, you had a five-star QB on one sideline and a mm-hmm. former walk-on on the other sideline, right? Yeah. And 
Uh, Georgia did a good job of playing with the lead most of the season and not putting Stetson and Bennett in positions where he had to make plays or he had to carry the team. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just caught up with him this past week. And, you know, yeah. the, the young fella for Alabama was able to make plays and they pulled off the win. Well, what about you, Reggie Raj? Any action takeaways that you want to recap from the college football uh, championship weekend for the conferences? Man, listen. <laughs> I went two and one. Uh-huh. I refuse to give Nick Saban an apology. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. From what I saw on TV, yeah, I even I broke it down to a science. I even looked at the tail of the tape. What's on paper mm-hmm. does not look like what I saw on TV. <laughs> I'm talking like as far as like um, first downs. Georgia had more first downs. Georgia mm-hmm. had more time of possession. You know, the only difference I'm seeing is turnovers. Georgia yeah. threw two interceptions. Mm-hmm. One of them, one of them was returned for a pick six, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, totally, I'm yeah. not saying that would, I'm not saying that would have changed the game. Yeah, but definitely, it definitely, it it definitely has some kind of impact. I yeah. mean, Bama was just ready for them. I yeah. mean, they were. You know, what it, that's just pretty much that's just pretty much what it comes down to, man. I mean. You know, you know what, you know what? I owe Nick Saban. I'll but just go ahead and apologize, man. I mean, but more than I try to fight it. But Georgia will. You heard it here first. Georgia will get them. Hey, hey. no, no. um, I don't know. I think the difference in the game was that um, Georgia doesn't have stars on offense, right? And what I mean by that, they don't have explosive players. Uh, like yeah. Jameson Williams was able to take the top off the defense. You know, he had the long go route. Mm-hmm. Um, the quarterback Young is an explosive player. Like Georgia's kind of more of a um, station to station team in terms of like they they get big plays, but it's not the type of chunk plays that Alabama's capable of getting. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it and it kind of manifested itself, right? Like obviously the tight end for Georgia is very good. He's had a very good season. Pickens is a pretty solid player, but he's coming back off injury. Mm-hmm. But they cannot consistently um, move the ball. Like there's nobody on Georgia's offense that scares you. The, yeah, the way that Jameson Williams scares you for Alabama. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, shoot, Jameson Williams, John Matchy, freaking Ja'Cory Brooks came in there when Jameson Williams got uh, suspended for the whole targeting thing just the game before. So, I mean, you know, Bama's always uh, seen to have a stable of those guys, uh, you know, uh, just lying and waiting, you know, and there's always James next guy Williams. up for those guys. Go ahead, Ray. He was Jameson Williams. He was doing some superhuman type stuff, man. And I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking running past the corner, the safety, man. It, it's ridiculous how fast that dude is, man. But yeah. Like yeah. I, said, I still think Georgia. I expected so much more from the trenches. I expected so much more from the Georgia defensive line. But I got like I got to keep in mind, you know, Alabama. Like KD said, Alabama's offensive line ain't really looked the best all season. Yeah. But, you know, I just expected so much more. But, like I said, it, it happened. But I think the thing that got exposed with Georgia is they, they don't have the ability to rush the passer, right? So, yeah, they got some really good tackles. Jalen Carter, the guy from Apopka, and, uh, you know, the other one everybody talks about. But these are, like, big run stuff and guys. Yeah. And they might exactly. get to the quarterback occasionally, right? But there's no guy who can bend the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, exactly. affect your quarterback on Georgia's defense, and you saw with a lot without um, a pass rush, um, their secondary kind of got exposed some as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just one of those games, you know, you motivate Bama and Bama comes out and shows everybody what uh what Bama does, you know. Um, but like I yeah. said, that's why I had to give Bama and Saban their, their apology. I, I, I really, you know, I was buying the sauce of, of, of Georgia and I was like, man, you know, that defense hadn't really allowed many points all year. And then they came out and, you know, just went, went above the uh, went above the numbers on, on, uh, on that defense in the first half. So I was like, wow. Yeah. And uh, you know, and and even uh, even uh, Utah, I guess you know they get a little bit of an apology from me because I went against them. You know, even though they showed us that they beat the brakes off of Oregon the first time around, I was like, oh, it was in Utah. It was a night game. This is a neutral game field. Oregon's gonna come out with some uh, from, with some fight in them. You know, wanting to to right the embarrassment that took place. You know, just a few weeks prior. And shoot, Utah did the same stuff as far as controlling them and beating them. Um, so, yeah. you know, Utah took care of business and, um, even with, uh, as far as the Michigan and Iowa game goes, man, I'm just, I, I'm kind of, I got a gripe about this, the way they do these conference championships, man. You know, the big East, the big 10 East has like four teams that was better than the big 10 West with Iowa, you know what I mean? Representing yeah. and they went and they, you know what I mean? Put those guys in it because they freaking, you know, uh, 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 they won the Big Ten West, and I was like, man, this is bull crap. So I didn't like that, but Michigan stumped them boys out just like they should have, and, uh, you know, hey, the rest is history, man. So with that, man, um, big, big changes in the college football landscape, man. We had a ton of coaching changes. Uh, coaching changes still going underway, but um, just to highlight the big ones that we all heard about and we know about, man, Lincoln Riley, the USC, the University of Southern California, that is. Billy Napier from Louisiana over to the University of Florida to replace Dan Mullen. Uh, we got Brian Kelly to LSU. Uh, Brent Venables from uh, Clemson over to Oklahoma. And then we have Marcus Freeman, who's the coordinator at Notre Dame, take over as the head guy at Notre Dame, man. So let's open up this for a discussion, man. Give me give me your feedback on all of this, you know, the carousel of coaching that took place. Um, you know, KD said earlier in the year before we got to this point, he wanted chaos, and damn it, he got it. So uh, let's start with you, Reggie Reg, man. Give us your feedback on all this madness that took place, man. Well, let me start off with Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So, so even though, even though from a business standpoint, mm-hmm. it was, it, I mean, financially, I mean, with all the perks that came along with it, it was a good move. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the, I just don't like how he did it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's so many different ways he could have handled that. Mm-hmm. He could have said, okay, well, I tell you what, I take the job, but I won't, I'm going to see my team through and I won't come until after the season is over. That's one way he could have did it. Or he could have just went on his own mm-hmm. and then told everybody else to follow him after the fact, because at the end of the day, this still was the football season was still going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy took the, he took the defensive coordinator. He took the strength and conditioning coach. He <laughs> took every, he took the whole kitchen sink with him. I'm like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> so, so I'm just, I just don't like, I just don't like the way he went about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I just, 
wish I just wish he would have handled it better. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's going to do what's best for his family. Mm-hmm. Get me wrong, he's still young. Yep. And I mean, that was a that was just an opportunity that was just too hard to pass up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I just don't think you got to burn the village down on your way out the door, man. I just don't I just don't agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what? Go ahead. I mean, go ahead, the only Kenny. thing I'll say about that is, um, with the early signing period, that's kind of the thing, right? So Riley coached um, essentially the last regular season game. They weren't making the Big Twelve championship, mm-hmm. um, so that was such a small window from that, that you know the first weekend of December, last weekend of November till um, signing day. So. I mean, coaches are incentivized. To, like, if you're going to leave a job, to leave it as soon as possible so that you can start recruiting from the other place. Now, the only thing I'll say is, like, you know, not to be the back-in-my-day person, but it used to be if you were recruiting a kid at one school and you left and took another job, you wouldn't traditionally recruit the same kid yeah. to the new school that you were going to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that that part is, I guess, you know, the gloves are off as far as that goes, but mm-hmm. – I don't really fault Riley or, you know. Yeah. Now, Brian Kelly might be the one because Notre Dame had a chance to make the playoffs. Well, yeah. Jokers wasn't in no conference, though. So, hey, they didn't control they their, they they didn't control their own destiny. But let me ask y'all this. Now, mm-hmm. let me ask y'all this. Okay, with this being said, mm-hmm. do you think Lincoln Riley, even though he left after he coached the last regular season game, mm-hmm. but do y'all really think – that he had that he was still dialed in up until that point, or do you think he checked out a couple of games prior? I mean, well, I mean that's the million dollar question, right? Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm asking. You you I mean you knew that you were leaving, you know what I mean? I just feel like I just feel like I just feel like he checked out before then. But Oklahoma yeah. hasn't really looked good all season, though. Yeah, I mean, that's why they kind of struggled with Tulane, uh, Tulane earlier that time, like Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like, just like, just like uh, uh, KD was saying, though, Reg. I mean, you got to factor in. I can't blame Lincoln Riley for playing the system the way that it's set up to be played, and I say that to say, with the early signing day and and the way that it's set up now, you have no choice but to. There's no real gracious way to exit stage left. You have to decide on what you want to do, yes mm-hmm. or no. Once you say yes, everything's happening quickly within a 24, 48-hour period. And he's back on the road at the new job and jumping on a plane or or jumping on whatever mode of travel he's taking to go see this next recruit that they need to get for this class to make sure that he signs on December 15th. So there's not a whole lot of room for, uh, hey, you know, I'm going to do this and do this. and Hey, I'm going to have a big old meeting. We're going to have a big old going away party. Uh, you know, telling them guys I love them, y'all. That no, it's yes. I take the job. All right, you get on the plane in, in a day or so, and um, let's go ahead and hit this recruiting trail immediately. Yeah. Now, had and the I, normal signing day still been the the normal signing day, then we would February. see a better we would see a better mm-hmm. exit. You know, exit plan from these coaches as they take new jobs. But they literally, I mean, they, they hands are tied. We you, you want them to take the new job and 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 not be able to go after the guys that. They have to go after now because they have to show face to those recruits. They have to. It's part of the whole process. So, I, I mean, it's just and don't get me wrong. I get it, but my point is, did you have to take everybody you were taking right then? I would. I mean, at the end of the day, you still leave. Put it this way. 
Just like, for example, mm-hmm. okay, I saw I saw on Twitter somebody posted something that Lincoln Riley said: if a kid transfers in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. he's not going to take that kid because he, you know, it's red flags and all this other stuff here. Mm-hmm. But then he did the same. He did the same thing. No, he waited till the oh, season was done. Because yeah, <laughs> the regular the season, season was over. <laughs> it was regular season was done, but I mean, you still have a bowl game that you play for. Don't he you? can't. He can't wait till the bowl game. Come on, right? The, 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 the signing day. The signing day is next week. Signing day is next week. If he waits after the bowl game, then he might be getting fired from his next job too. You know, like yeah. it's just it's just the nature of the beast. I I honestly think we have to blame the way they have the early signing day set up because it just doesn't leave any room for, you know, a, a more palpable way of, of taking a new job. You know, it has yeah. to be quick and, and it seems almost, you know, ruthless, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh man, damn, like, you know, fuck us. Right. It, it feels that way, but it's, I, I, it's not really that way. It's just the way that the system is set up. So blame the NCAA, they a piece of shit anyway, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they uh, they don't do anything. They don't do anything worth a damn besides mess up things. So that's how I feel yeah, about yeah. the NCAA. I mean, like I said, I, I I understand why he did what he did. I understand the whole, but it's just, I just a little salty, man. That's mm-hmm. all. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's a lot of people in that in that boat with you, man. And now uh, they they it's a whole state. It's you. a whole state that feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Lincoln can come back to old, uh, Oklahoma at this point. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Been a Dick Riley ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah, been a Dick Riley. Hey man, so I mean, they better be. I mean, they they. I mean, now that we on it, I mean, what do y'all think about the the Brent Venables to the the Oklahoma? Uh, you know, the new hire. What do y'all think of that? I think that was pretty solid. I mean, you lose Lincoln, but I mean. You get a guy who a whole lot of people covered it, who he, you know, they he didn't give them the time of day, but he gave Oklahoma the time of day, you know, and took the job. He finna change everything. He finna change everything about Oklahoma, man. He mm-hmm. already, he already coming out there saying that, you know, the offers, you know, he's not going to be throwing out offers left and right. Mm-hmm. He's going to be looking for particular people that wants to buy into the Oklahoma brand. Yep. And the Oklahoma way of doing things, he said. Then he he kind of took a little shot at Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. He said he said he's recruiting people to play some football, and you know, but he's not he's not going to be luring people with Lamborghinis and stuff like that. Wow. He said he's not going to have Lamborghinis and Maybachs all on the field, mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, what uh, do you think, KD? I think that his approach was. Uh, that re- recruiting approach was successful for Clemson, right? And, yeah. But everybody can't be Clemson. Everybody can't say, hey, we're not offering you unless you come out of school. Everybody's not, hey, we're not offering you until, you know, your junior year, that type of thing. So I think what Venables is going to realize soon is that, especially as he as OU transitions into the SEC, is that yep. the Clemson way of things as far as recruiting, I don't know. If that strategy is successful anywhere else other than Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and in the ACC. <laughs> the thing I will say, though, is that Venables did a really good job of um, hiring a good offensive coordinator. He took Levy from Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a wide-open offense. Yeah. And so that should, like, kind of keep the appeal as far as what OU's been known for recently is having explosive wide-open offenses. So I think Venables did a good job in that respect, and it'll be interesting to see how he manages things, but I don't know if a Clemson way of doing yeah. business 
can be replicated outside of Clemson. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. But we're gonna see. Uh definitely uh much to much to to come on that one. Um and we'll see how he, you know, kinda steers that ship in the future. Um, you know, um and that's 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 Venables over at Oklahoma. So um uh, I mean Florida got a new coach. Billy Napier to the University of Florida, man. Uh just give me guys, give me kind of your your quick thoughts on that, man. Uh, how you feeling about this hire for the University of Florida? Um, well, I, I think the thing about Napier, he wasn't a, you know, he's not a win the press conference type of hire. He's not a guy that definitely not people know a whole lot about. He's not a lot of flash. He's mm-hmm. not a lot of sizzle. He's just substance, right? So mm-hmm. people kind of look at it and it's like he's done really good a job at Louisiana. He coached under. Um, Nick Saban for a while at Alabama. He coached under Dabo Sweeney as the offensive coordinator at Clemson. Mm-hmm. So he's got a good pedigree. Mm-hmm. It'll just be interesting to see how he does, um, you know, now running his ship yeah. in a bigger conference. Yeah. And the SEC, man, don't get no bigger than that. What about you, Reg? What do you, what do you think about the Napier high of the Florida? Oh, I'm still letting that sink in, man. Because like I can <laughs> say, I'm not really, I'm, 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 I'm not sold on him. Mm-hmm. I know he was at Alabama during mm-hmm. the time where you know Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley were there. Mm-hmm. Jerry um, Judy. Jerry Judy. I think was he. I think he might have been gone before Jerry Judy got. There. No, but he recruited that class. So it was the class with Judy Ruggs. He did. Okay. Um, Devontae okay, okay. Smith. He just did that was coaching. Correct. So that was okay. his going away gift. Mm. So that. Okay. I like the way he did it in that aspect. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I just got to I, – I, I don't like the way – like kind of like what we were just saying with um, Lincoln Riley. He's mm-hmm. already he's already into the job. He's already on the recruiting trail. Mm-hmm. I just don't think – I don't think he's changed anything to what Dan Mullen was doing. I think he's he hasn't really put a lot of emphasis on recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, so let's back up for a minute, Reggie. So you okay. just said, hey, you know, Lincoln Riley, he came – and before, um, before the bus left OU's last game, he was already booking a plane for his last thing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Napier, he's, he mm-hmm. told the people of Florida, he's like, hey, I'm not leaving um, Louisiana because we have a, a, bowl, a championship game, a conference championship game to play. I'm mm-hmm. going to stay here for this game. I'm going to coach this out, and then I'm going to coach my guys, right? So a matter as a matter of principle, I would think you would kind of like the approach that Napier took as far as, Hey, let's finish the job before I take my next position. Mm-hmm. You know what? You're right. You're right. Because that does that does kind of come off as a double standard. So mm-hmm. you're right on, on, in, in that in that aspect. Yeah. But as far as like I say, I just think you know going from the you know the raging cages to the to the to the SEC. Yeah. I just I mean maybe I just think that Florida should have just went a little harder as far as trying to find another coach. Yeah. But. And that's yeah. probably why it's having a hard. I'm having a hard time digesting that, man. Yeah, so, I mean, I get what you're saying, Reg. I I, I think yeah. me and you kind of on the same boat with that. Um, you know, you yeah. kind of look at the landscape, and you know, you get a guy in Lincoln Riley to go to USC, who nobody thought would be leaving Oklahoma at any point in time, right? You get a guy yeah. from um, Notre Dame and Brian Kelly to go down to LSU, who nobody thought would leave LSU. Uh, you need yeah. to get, you get a guy in Brent Venables to Oklahoma to replace Lincoln, who nobody really thought he would really leave from Clemson right now. And I mean, he really hadn't entertained anybody, you know, that we yeah. know of up until this point. And then, you know, Florida, you come out, you get rid of Mullen, and then you come out the gates and, you know, it's like Billy Napier. And I'm like, uh, 
So it's yeah. more the wait and see <laughs> approach. You know, the wait and see approach is what is kind of what I'm gonna stamp that. that. Um, and um, they were, go ahead, Katie. The only thing I say there was a lot of hires that at the time we looked at it was like, hey, that's a great hire, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Scott Frost goes undefeated at Central Florida, and then he turns around and goes back to his old school in Nebraska. And most people just assume that hey, that was a great hire. You know, Scott Frost is the next big thing, mm-hmm. and it, as you see, it hasn't worked out right or. It was. I mean, I still think um, that was a good high for them. I mean, they lost like seven games or something this year by six or seven or less points. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but crazy. this is year four, though. they still not making a bowl game. Yeah, and, I get what you're saying. You know, also, Chip Kelly, right? Hey, you know, Chip, he revolutionized college football with the hurry up and he went to Oregon and mm-hmm. had them, you know, playing well. And it was like, okay, well, Chip's coming back to college. It's going to be a slam dunk. He's going to um, rejuvenate UCLA. And it, it kind of really hasn't happened, right? So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think yeah. maybe sometimes you give it some time. You should take a long-term you... approach. Yeah, yeah, it's that's like, what hey, I'm doing. It, it doesn't have to be a big name or that type of thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to do our homework on the background and see how it turns out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will give yeah. Napier this. Yeah, I, I will give Napier this. Tonight we got news that Corey Raymond of LSU is going to be the, the, the assistant, associate head coach for the defense and the cornerbacks coach at Florida. I thought that that was a wow hire, uh, uh, especially, you know, big news for, for Billy Napier starting out in his tenure at the program. To go and get a guy like Corey Raymond from LSU, um, I, I think that was a, a, a freaking home run out of the park, that um, grand slam that I just, I mean, nobody anticipated. Um, you know, so so I got the wait-and-see approach with Billy Napier, but at the same time, I, I've, I've been impressed by what I saw tonight. And uh, him yeah, being able a, to get Corey Raymond out of LSU. Yeah, I mean, we, we got to give the guy credit where credit is due, right? I, yeah. I'm not too yeah. uh, high on him initially, but shit, he, he impressed me to, to go get a guy like that who I just yeah. didn't think would be leaving Baton Rouge at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Well, and for Raymond to say, hey, this is, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and work with this guy, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Raymond ultimately had very good job security. He could have picked his choice of jobs anywhere in the country if, you know, if everybody knew that he was going to be in a free agent. So for him to choose to work with Billy maybe says something about him as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that also speaks volumes, man. So uh, wait-and-see pro- wait approach for Billy Napier here at UF. Um, you know, pretty much for all these guys, but definitely, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the, the temperature on that. Um, but um, speaking of temperature, we got Kelly. He left from uh, Notre Dame, man, and, and went to LSU. LSU uh, supposedly gave him a blank check and said, name your price. So, uh, what do y'all think about that hire, man? LSU got Brian Kelly now, man. Well, give me your thoughts on that, Reg. I honestly didn't think he would leave Notre Dame. Um, Pretty much what we said. I mean, I would just say, you know, they're saying saying that he has more, you know, more victories than any active college coach. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, that got to speak for something. I mean, he had, I think he went like 34 and 6 in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I think he went like ninety two and thirty nine at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the guy's a winner. Mm-hmm. I mean I can't say I'm too. I, I can't say that I'm. I can't say that I'm against that hire, man. That's, yeah. that's a pretty good hire. That's a pretty good pickup for LSU. Yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, agree, agree. What do you think, KD? Well, and then that you know um, LSU has won what the last two coaches to win championships at LSU, uh, Ed Orgeron and. Uh, Les Miles weren't necessarily thought of as being tacticians or great game day coaches, right? So you mm-hmm. take a guy 
um, like Brian Kelly, like uh, Reggie mentioned, who has very good pedigrees, won everywhere he's been. Mm-hmm. Um, Reggie mentioned Cincinnati and Notre Dame, but he also um, was at, um, I want to say Central Michigan, and then yeah. he won, yep. I think, multiple yeah. Division three championships as well. Yep. So he's exactly. been a winner everywhere you go, and he's known for being a strong coach, right? So LSU is LSU. They're going to recruit pretty much who I, they want out of the state. They'll get a few guys from Houston or Texas or whatnot, but they got a real bona fide coach at LSU now, so it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what Kelly does on the, you know, in the big stage at SEC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely gonna see what he do, man. Uh, I thought it was a good, a great hire. Um, you know, they had to do something because uh, from every report that I had from guys that are just kind of near hip to that whole situation in the college football landscape, um, Lincoln to LSU was a real thing until it wasn't. Um, USC yeah. kind of swooped in there. I think they gauged what LSU was giving them and said, uh, yeah, we're going to do a little bit better and do this, you know. And um, I think they made Lincoln an offer that he couldn't refuse. And um, yeah. that's pretty much what happened, you know. Um, you know, and, and, and now, you know, LSU had to kind of about face and like, oh, crap, we got to find a guy now because we thought we had him. But uh, Lincoln chose USC instead of us. And uh, they went big fish hunting and then went and got Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. And, you know, just like Reggie was saying, we didn't think he'd really be leaving Notre Dame, but he did. And uh, he he took the, uh, you know, he had the, the courage to come down to the SEC and, and, and Baton Rouge. And, and he wants to go and, um, you know, and show his abilities there. And uh, I respect him for it, man. Um, you know, and with him leaving from uh, Notre Dame, that left a void. But uh, the void was filled by the guy that was already there, Marcus Freeman. He takes over at Notre Dame. Um, you know, it just seemed like a hire that everybody was kind of pushing for. Uh, it ended up happening. And uh, so now Marcus Freeman takes over at Notre Dame, man. Um, you know, KD, kind of give me your, your your feedback on that job, you know, him getting that job there. Well, I think um, from the people in or around Marcus Freeman, he seems to have a presence about him. Mm-hmm. He seems to be an excellent recruiter. You know, Notre Dame had, I believe, a top five recruiting class this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Freeman had a lot to do with that, right? So I think in two aspects, uh, Notre Dame saw that, hey, this is the next up-and-comer as far as uh, head coaching ranks goes. And he's also an excellent recruiter, and he can help possibly retain some of the guys we have mm-hmm. as part of this top five class. Yep. And another thing is like the majority of Brian Kelly's staff stayed to work for Freeman. So yes. I think that's a testament of him as a person, mm-hmm. not just as a recruiting, um, you know, kids, but also recruiting um, men. Yeah. And for him to get guys who had worked, you know, multiple years with Brian Kelly to say, hey, we want to continue because mm-hmm. we believe in your vision, mm-hmm. I think says a lot about Freeman as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, what about you, Reggie Reg? What do you think about that Freeman hire at Notre Dame? Yeah, I'm with KD, man. I mean, I mean, like I say, being able to retain the majority of that staff was huge. Mm-hmm. Especially, like I say, and I mean, and obviously keeping keeping offensive coordinator Tommy Reese, that was huge. Mm-hmm. I yeah. honestly thought, I honestly thought he would leave him. Mm-hmm. So to be able to kind of hold it intact the way he did, you know, mm-hmm. and that's going to help with recruiting. Yeah, I mean, I just that just that just a good look for the future of the program. Oh yeah, it, it does. That, when you do stuff like that, it doesn't create as much panic. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, so yeah, that was I mean, good. I, I, I'm cool. I, I like that. I like that hire. I yeah, like that hire. yeah. I mean, just like you and Katie were saying, Katie really hit it on the head there. Um, I mean, the guy just seemed like a really likable guy. You know, um, probably yeah. seemed like one of those guys that 
that uh you know that that com- has a commanding presence in the room you know full of uh, of, of young adults and grown men you know and, and not in the in a sense of fear it's just in a in a sense of respect um you know he just seems like he commands that and has that when he steps into a room and i mean he looks like he can be a dang on ceo of a you know uh, of a freaking big old business you know one of corporate businesses yeah. uh you know yeah. wall street or whatnot that's just the look the guy has right so um i think they you know hit it out the park by making the right decision and staying in-house um keeping continuity going and that's basically what the approach seemed to be um you know i'm interested to see what they do you know i just haven't been one of those guys that's been on notre dame's uh wagon i just always felt like they were posers um you know so let's see if he can get some guys in there to you know, a couple guys be difference makers that, that could take them from being, you know, pretenders to real contenders, you know. Um, so we'll see if they make that, that um, you know, make their way into a college football playoff again. And, and let's see how they respond under his leadership, right? And, um, you know, so definitely looking forward to seeing what Notre Dame becomes now that they have, uh, you know, a guy that was there, a guy that was likable, and he's taking over. And let's see what his vision is, what type of guys he can get in there, and let's see what they do from this point forward. Um, whether they kind of st- remain the same, you know, take a drop or, or maybe elevate. So uh, they're banking on the fact that they could, you know, continue to, you know, um, uh, ascend and, and, and get to that next step and win a, nat- a national championship there at Notre Dame. So looking forward to it. And uh, like I said, rooting for the guy, man, definitely for sure. Got just a presence to him that demands respect and um, and in a good way, you know, not in a way of fear. So that's great. And um, looking forward to it, man. So Lincoln at USC. Napier at Florida, Kelly at LSU, and Venables at OU, and Marcus Freeman taking over at Notre Dame. A lot of coaching changes, man, and uh, still got some other jobs out there that's still available, man. Uh, Virginia's still the head coach. It's it's one I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Mario's back. Mario's, you know, the Miami native is back at Miami, and um, I'm, you know, as a guy who's um, grown up in Florida my Mm -hmm. entire life, basically, Mm -hmm. The days of you know um, your your best local Florida player leaving the state to go to Clemson, Alabama. I think those days are over. You know between what Napier said in his press conference about his commitment to recruiting, we've seen how well of a recruiter Novell is. Mm-hmm. Being that they uh, aren't even making a bowl game, they got the number one player in the country. They got a top fifteen class, and then with the return of Mario to Miami, it should be interesting to see how things play out because you got three really good staffs um, in the state and arguably the best state for recruiting. So I'm interested to see how that all plays out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely, man. I, I didn't mean to leave Mario out of the equation, man. Uh, yeah. He definitely, uh, you know, made a return here to Miami, um, you know, and, and had a, had, had an, an impressive press conference, you know, to start things off and, um, you know, kind of what you kind of expect when you get a guy like that and, um, you know, in, in, in his first press to just impress you and, and give you that, um, you know, that, that enthusiasm uh, moving forward with, with great hope um, that the program can return to what we know Miami football to really be. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, just like Katie was highlighting, with being able to keep guys that are in the state, in the state, um, that's going to be the biggest thing for, for these guys. You know, Billy at UF, um, Noville at uh, Florida State, and, and Cristobal at Miami, man. Keep the Florida kids at Florida, uh, in Florida, and, uh, you know, kind of go from there. So uh, definitely a big hire, man, and, um, you know, looking forward to it. It's going to be a great year 
next year in college football with a whole lot of changes. So we got a whole lot of stuff that's going to be unfolding, and um, I'm here to sit and, and and take all the action in, man. But we got the recruiting period that's coming up, early signing day next week, and then uh, we have national signing day in February, the normal signing day. But most, you know, a lot of guys will be signing next week. So we got a lot of things, and then the bowl games are going down, uh, you know, on New Year's and everything. So still a whole lot of season left for college football. Um, in the recruiting uh, aspect and also in the in the playing games aspect. So definitely looking forward to it. And um, we're just going to see, you know, how those things uh, play out, man. Um, but with that, we only got one game this weekend, man, and that's the America's game, man, Army versus Navy, man. Uh, that's our only pick for college football this week, man. So, you know, just give me your pick real quick, man, uh, who you got in this game. And, and uh, we jump into some of this high school football, man. But with that, Reggie, who you got in this Army Navy game this weekend, man? Uh, I like Navy. Okay. Oh, going with Navy to pull it off, man. You know. Yeah. It seems like I'm it's something special there. every time these two play each other, no matter what their record <laughs> is, huh? Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. Okay. Like okay. Well, what about what about you, KD? Who you got in the game, man? Army or Navy? You know, if the game was being played in 2022, I'd, I'd have to root for Army. You know. Uh, Current Bartram Bear, Elo Madozzi, mm-hmm. um, he played receiver most of his career. He, he had a really good year of safety this year. He's heading to Army, mm-hmm. but um, he's not currently there yet, so I'm going to roll with Navy. But Navy, Navy also has a local Jacksonville guy, mm-hmm. um, Ty Lavatar, who was formerly the quarterback at Creekside, is a starting quarterback for Navy. So yeah. I'm rooting for him because mm-hmm. I want to see somebody from, you know, the 904 win. Okay. A- okay. Okay, man. Um. Shoot, y'all both went Navy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna stick with Army, man. I'm gonna go Army on this one, man. It's, it's just one of those games. I, I, I honestly, it could go either way. I mean, we could be fools all we want. It don't matter what their record, you know, what their records are coming into this game. This game just means a lot. Um, it has its own weekend in college football in which it's played. You know what I mean? Um, and it's a damn good game every time they line it up, pretty much. Um, so, uh, you know, it's gonna be a tough game. Both teams going to come play their A game, um, but I'm going to just roll with West Point, man. I think Army's going to get them this time and, and uh, keep the Commander-in-Chief trophy officially in the house with those guys. So uh, I'm going with Army for that game, man. And uh, with that, let's just transition over to the high school football action, man. We had playoff week four state semifinals that were going down last week, man. Um, just real quick, man, just give me your, uh, any any – Recap of the action that you guys just want to highlight. You had any big surprises from last week, man? I'm gonna start with uh, let's start with you, KD, on the recaps, man. Just give me your, you know, recaps. Any big surprises from last week? Anything you want to highlight? Uh, not really. I'll be honest with you. You know, once Bartram season ended, uh, my fandom of high school football kind of ended as well. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we have Trinity still playing, <laughs> uh, representing the 904. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hoping that Bowles was able to hang on. They Last week they were up twenty four seven, and um, well, I think at the half, but they couldn't hold it down, and Coco ended up beating them there. So, mm. um, n- not a lot of intrigue from here. From okay. what I saw last week. Okay, okay, man. What about you, Reg? Anything you want to highlight from the action that took place last weekend? Yeah, I was that bowl, that Bowles loss kind of kind of kind of shocked me because mm-hmm. like, they were pretty much in control of that game the first half, mm-hmm. but. Like I told y'all before. <laughs> <laughs> We're told. <totally. laughs> I told y'all. 
man. I mean, that game could have went either way. Um, yeah. But like I said, I wish we could have had more teams in the 904 playing the state. But I would say that Bowles game. Cause, I mean, because of the command and lead that they had going into halftime. Yeah, 24-7. So, but obviously, it's four, yeah, it's, four, it's four quarters of football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just anything can happen. So that, I would just say that one would shock me. Okay, yeah, man. Um, as far as me, man, uh, I, things that I want, something that I want to highlight from the action last week. Um, just like Ray said, you know, Bowles they were up twenty four seven and going into the half. But I mean, Coco was just a better team, and that and that's why it ended up working out that way. You know, um, yeah. you know, you could coach them up, scheme them up, and you know, at the end of the day, you know, go out and execute. But um, in high school football, coaching probably matters the most. You know, uh, uh, when it comes down to talent versus coaching and stuff, the more you go up in levels, the more talent kind of dominates. And uh, coaching is kind of, you know, secondary to that. But in high school football, coaching is a lot. Um, So when you got a good coaching staff, but then you got a good, you know, coaching staff and athletes, you know, things tend to work out in your favor. Um, So, you know, that that one kind of worked out that way. But I think it will be – I think I'd be remiss, you know, for going without saying that uh, Baker County deser- deserves some credit, man. They, uh, they they definitely went out there against uh, Miami Central. The end of the game ended up being like, well, I think, what, 52-21 or something like that, 54-21, yeah. I think. But yeah. that was a, in the first half of that game, it was 14-14. They went out, yeah. they went down to Miami, hanging against the, 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 you know, the state champs from the year before, and um and who's probably gonna be the state champs again this year? I just don't think anybody's beating Central. And when I looked at halftime and saw that it, that Baker County went down there and, and they were in a 14-14 game with them, I was like, wow! I wasn't expecting that. I just thought Central would come out, jump on them, and just stomp them out. So um, I think they deserve some credit, man, for playing you know a hell of a game against those guys. At least you know in the first half, I'm gar- I'm guaranteeing you that they got some respect from those boys from Central. Um, coming out there, playing them tough the way they did in Miami and holding their own for half of football. But like we always say, it's four quarters of football. It's not about what you do in the first half. It's about what you do in all four quarters. Um, Central got their act together in the second half, and they made the game uh, attract me after that. So, um, you know, they ended up getting the best of them in the second half. But I just think Baker County really deserves some, some credit, some respect. For going out there holding their own, nobody expecting them to do that. Not in the first half for sure, um, but they did, and uh, you know they they had a great season, and uh, you know all the Duval teams that made it to the playoffs and, and made it a few rounds, man. Uh, just hats off to you. Um, it's tough. It's winner go home. Um, you know it's playoff football. It ain't for the faint of heart, man. But hey, you line that junk up. It's, it's go time, you know. So um, with that, man, now we're in the final week, man. We got this week and next week. That'll wrap up the Florida High School football uh, season. And we got state championship games on deck, man. We got three of them for this week here and five of them next week, man. So uh, with that, we got Trinity Christian playing Champagne at Catholic down from Miami. Uh, they'll be playing at Gene Cox Stadium in Tallahassee. Um, the same for Shamana Madonna. They're going to be playing Berkeley Prep. And then we'll have uh, Hawthorne playing Madison, uh, you know, for the final state championship game. That'll be 2A, 3A, and 1A all going down this weekend, man. Um, those are the pickums for this week, state championship games on deck. Let's start with you, Reg, man. Give me your pickums for the state championship games going down this weekend. Uh... I'll say tomorrow, 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, Trinity, the Trinity been scaring me, man. We still don't have offense identity yet, mm-hmm. man, and us struggling with that team last week kind of got me terrified going mm-hmm. to this game. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and pick, I'm gonna go ahead and pick Trinity. Uh, okay. For tomorrow. Okay. Trinity tomorrow. Yep. Um, what is it? Um, Shamanah versus Berkeley Prep. Prep. Yep. Berkeley, Berkeley Prep, it's their first um, state championship appearance. They're having mm-hmm. a Cinderella season at 12-0, and 0, but Chaminade's battle-tested. They've been here before, mm-hmm. and, you know, this is, I mean, the state championship game has become like a second home to them. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was, I'm just going to go with Chaminade on that one. Okay. okay. Um, Hawthorne, Hawthorne has been having a great season. Mm-hmm. But Madison, Madison County, that's it's Madison County, right? Yep, Madison County. And they're like a, they run like they run in that program like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. So you know, I just it's hard for me to go against Madison County. So that's what I'm gonna roll with on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, man. Uh, what about you, KD? Man, who you picking for this uh, state championship game matchups this weekend? Well, I mean, since Reggie won't say it, I'm gonna acknowledge that um, you know, Young Trey. Webb has been killing it since the regular season ended. Uh, you know, he had um, a 99 yard run last week that yep. essentially iced the game the, yep. the week before that. Mm-hmm. He had uh, 200 plus yards and multiple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So they have unleashed the beast at this part of the season. Mm-hmm. Webb is running the ball well. Mm-hmm. Um, Hurley, the young quarterback, played well. He completed 70% of his passes, made a few crucial throws, mm-hmm. one of which the Keaton Thomas that mm-hmm. kept um, Trinity in the game. Yes, but you sir. know me. I, I'm going with Chaminade <laughs> to beat Trinity this oh, week in the state championship. <laughs> You're going with Champagne. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why we should have got – that's why we had to have the show last week, Raj. We got to get – we had to get KD <laughs> on record picking Trinity because right now yeah. he's just been a hater all season. But we're going oh, we to we like let him hold on to it, man. Let him hold on to it, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got to uh, be consistent, you know. <laughs> okay. Gotta so be consistent. Okay. Okay. Who you got? Yep. Berkeley Prep with Chaminade and Hawthorne versus Madison. Who you got? Uh, you know, this. Um, you know, Reggie mentioned that Berkeley Prep is a uh, newcomer to the, the playoff and state championship series. But and I probably should have done my research. I think they got a lot of NFL pedigree guys. I, I know Rocco Beck son of um mm-hmm. anthony beck the tight end who got drafted by the jets mm-hmm. is from that tampa area i think um is, is that where the, the uh top bowl son plays as well no no Thanks. top bowl son plays at jesuit oh, oh yeah jesuit. okay i thought he was at Burke. okay okay mm-hmm. yeah jesuit okay with that with that being said i'm, I'm going with the you know the annual um State representative in the state championship game. I'm going with Chaminade to win that one. Okay. And then um, same thing with the Madison County Hawthorne. Hawthorne mm-hmm. has had a very good season. Mm-hmm. Um, the school where Cornelius Ingram went to way back when. Mm-hmm. was a two-sport two athlete in football and basketball. But I think Madison County is – this is what they do every uh, December of every year. You can you know where to find them mm-hmm. in the state championship game somewhere. So I'm picking Madison County mm-hmm. uh, to win. Okay, okay, man. Uh, that sounds good, man. Uh, man, so state championship games, man. We got two A up first. We got Trinity Christian playing against Champagne. Champagne is going for their third straight. They're going for a three P. Trinity's going for a back to back. 
from 3A to 2A, man. Um, I'm going with the home team, man. It ain't no doubt about it, man. You know, I'm going to stick with the home team until the wheels fall off, you know. Uh, so I got Trinity Christian, uh, you know, probably in a close one against Champagne. Um, they're very similar teams, very equal. Two freshman quarterbacks dueling it out with uh, seniors in their receiving core. That's exactly what they, you know, what both of them have. The difference is Trinity got a horse in the stable and Trayon Webb and another horse in the stable and Donnell Rogers that uh, Champagne just doesn't have. They can't run the ball like Trinity. Uh, you run the ball, defense wins championships, and uh, so I just think Trinity has the better overall team and uh, they're going to upset Champagne for that uh, three-peat just like they upset uh, Shaman Abadana last year when they were going for a four-peat. So uh, Trinity, uh, they come in and they're they, 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 they stopping the parties, you know what I mean? Everybody having a party until Trinity come through and then shut that junk down. So uh, I'm going with Trinity to beat those boys tomorrow, man. And um, as far as the Chaminade Madonna, the 3A, uh, Chaminade versus Berkeley Prep, man, uh, in case you guys didn't know, Berkeley Prep, you know, was dueling it out with those boys last year, man. It was 23-21 in the semifinal game before they saw Trinity. So uh, Berkeley Prep got some guys, man, and they're going to play Chaminade Madonna tough. Uh, you know, Shaman, I think they got like a freshman quarterback, I think. Maybe a sophomore. I can't remember 100% for sure. Um, but last year they had a senior quarterback, guy that can kind of keep his cool and calm under, you know, under pressure. And um, I just think Berkeley Prep's going to bring it to him. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. I won't be surprised to see it go either way. But, um, you know, the big bad bullies off the block, man. They don't got to see them Trinity boys. So, I'm going to go ahead and pick Shamanah Badana to go ahead and get them another state championship uh, in a rematch against Berkeley Prep from the semis of last year. So, I got Shamanah Badana in the 3A matchup. Um, and then the 1A, man, we got Hawthorne versus Madison County. Um, the, the 1A champions from last year got knocked out of the playoffs, and that's Baker. Um, they, they had a fantastic season, went 15-0 and last year, won the 1A state championship for the first time because Madison County got knocked out of there, I think, in the semifinal. Um, and, and, and Baker played Hawthorne and um, won against Hawthorne. Um, Hawthorne has found their way back to the state championship again, but they're running up against the usual suspects in Madison County, and I think they're probably pissed off about losing last year, and they want to let people know that they run 1A. So um, I'm going with Madison County to beat those boys in the championship game, man. So Trinity, Chaminade, Madison Counties, the usual suspects who win the state championships, man. I just think it continues this week here, and I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, so those are my picks, man. Um, you know, great, fantastic show with you guys, man. Anything you guys want to say before we wrap it up? I do not, you know. Um it, it just it'll be interesting to see what the secondary market looks like on um for coaches. You know, mm-hmm. we just saw Corey Raymond leave LSU to go to Florida today. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we had a lot of chaos as far as the head coaches, I would expect we probably gonna have some of that when it comes to the assistant coaches. So, after oh, yeah. signing day concludes, what the fifteenth, I anticipate we'll see a lot of guys moving around. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, right. So spot on with that, man. What about you, Reg? Any uh, closing remarks before we sign off on the show? Oh, no, man, just go go, go training. <laughs> <laughs> Sound good, man. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to it. Great matchups this weekend, man. Uh, we tuning in, man. Uh, state championship games, man. It's winner go home. It don't get no bigger than this. 
ring me, you know, king me. It is what it is, man. And with that, man, we don't got to go home, but it's time to get the hell out the fifth quarter. I had a great one with you guys, man. Until next time, man, hold it down. Look, I put the pack in the trunk, now I'm back in the front, and I'm dashing the whip on the road. Met this little baddie, we little, but back there, Chris ain't smashing, and I gotta go. Slipping like I caught a lead, too much water around me, it makes sense, I got too many flows. On top of the pillar, can't settle for silver, I always deliver, like straight to the dough.